Das Chazor sagt nicht, dass es schlagen, wenn man Jüdem sagt, dass man kann auf Kufches. Vielleicht nochmal, Rabbi Yochama erst, Allah is that when one is chayef kefal, he cannot also be chayef an additional fifth. Is the reason for that because these two obligations can't come about from the same denial, or is that they both can't come, can't be brought about based on a single false oath? The difference would be if Hashem swore that the deposit was stolen from him, and he then retracted and swore that it was lost, and witnesses testified that the first oath was false, and he then himself admitted that the second oath was false. If the same claim can't bring about both obligations, then he can't become obligated to both payments here. If it's that, one oath cannot bring about both payment obligations. In this case, there are two separate oaths, and therefore, both payment obligations can exist. The Rava said, the Bryce says, if a person denies having stolen an item and swears to that effect, and witnesses testify that he stole it, he's chayef kefal, but if he had instead admitted to his own, on his own, that he would be chayef a principal, a fifth, and an oshim. The witnesses who testified to the stealing and would, would, would obligate this person to pay kefal, even if he hadn't sworn falsely. So it's not the oath that's making him chayef and kefal, and yet, if he, be, if he becomes chayef and kefal, he would not pay the fifth. We see that the exemption for the fifth upon payment of kefal has nothing to do with the oath, is instead based on the fact that both payment obligations can't come about from the same claim, shmamino. What if the kefal is incurred by one person and the fifth by another person for the same claim? The case would be where a person gave his ox to two people to watch. They both claimed it was stolen and swore. One of them then admitted to swearing falsely and the other had witnesses testify that he swore falsely. Is it that one person can't become obligated to kefal and the fifth at the same, on the same claim? Here and here it's two people and therefore they, one could become and one could become a fifth one could become two kefal. Or is it that one claim can't create these two obligations? Teiku. A papa asks, what's the halacha regarding one person becoming chayef for two additional fifths or two kefals for the same claim? The case would be where he claimed that it was lost, swore, and then admitted that he swore falsely, and did the exact same claim and oath and admission again. Another case would be where he claimed it was stolen, swore, and witnesses and testified that he swore falsely, and did the exact same th- claim, oath, and had the same testimony again. Did the Torah mean to say that two types of payments can't come about from one claim, meaning a kefal and a fifth, but two of the same type could, or did the Torah mean that no two payments, even of the same type, could come about from the same claim? Rav said uh, that the Pasuk of Vechamishis of Yoy Safe or love teaches that there can be multiple fifths. If the owner of a deposit asked for its return and the Shemir swore that it was stolen but paid the owner anyway, and the true Ghanif was then caught, who is the Kefal paid to? Abai said it's paid to the owner because the Shemir at first made the owner accept his oath, in which case the Kefal goes to the owner. And Rava said it's paid to the Shemir because when a Shemir pays the owner, the owner gives over the right to collection of any Kefal if the Ghanif is found. They argue in the understanding of a Mishnah. Mishnah says if someone gave a deposit to a Shemir Khina when it was stolen or lost, if he pays for it and doesn't want to swear and the Ghanif is then found, the Kefal goes to the Shemir. If he's and doesn't want to pay, and the Ganif has found the Kefal goes to the owner. Abayah says the fact that the, the first case in the Mishnah says that he doesn't want to swear, which suggests that if he did swear, he does not get the Kefal payment, even if he paid for it later. Rava says the second case in the Mishnah says if he doesn't want to pay, which suggests if he does pay, he will get the Kefal even if he also swore. Abayah will explain the last case to me, and if he swore and didn't want to pay before taking the oath, only afterwards, then he doesn't get the Kefal. Rava will explain the, ke- the first case to me, if the Shemir paid, even after he swore, the Kefal would go to the Shemir. Fact if the owner of the deposit asked the Shemir for its return and the Shemir swore that it was stolen there by making himself potter. And the Ganif was then caught and the Shemir then took the Ganif to Bezin where the Ganif admitted that he stole it. And then the owner then took the Ganif to Bezin and the Ganif denied having stolen and witness then testified that he stole it. Does, so does the Ganif become potter from being careful based on his admission to the Shemir or not? Rava said if the Shemir swore truthfully that it was stolen from him thereby making himself potter, the Ganif would be potter through his admission to the Shemir. If, however, the Shemir swore falsely, meaning he swore that he was not negligent but in fact he was, then the Ganif would not become potter with the admission to the Shemir. 
Rav asked if the Shemir was ready to swear falsely, but they did not give him the opportunity to do so, what would the Allah with the admission of the Ganif to him take Ublaib Tashaylav? So Yume said that Rav asked, what's the halacha if the Shemir actually swore falsely? To that, the Gemara said, take Ublaib Tashaylav. If the owner of the deposit asked for its return and the Shemir said it was stolen and paid instead of swearing, and the Ganif was then caught, and the owner took the Ganif to Bezin, and he then, over there, he admitted that he was guilty, and the Shemir then took him to Bezin, and he denied guilt, and witnesses then testified that he did in fact steal. Does the Ganif become putter from Kefal with his mission to the owner? Do we say that the Shemir can tell the owner, I paid you, so you're no longer involved over here, and the admission to him is therefore worthless? Or do we say that the owner can say, You did something by, for me, you did a favor for me by paying me, so I want to do something for you by bringing him to the Ganif to court, and therefore an admission to him would still make the Ganif putter? Take Ublaib Tashayla. So, if a Ganif steals the deposit from a Shemir, not due to the Shemir's negligence, and the Ganif is then caught. Abayah said, If the Shemir was a Shemir Chinam, he can choose to either bring the Ganif to Bezin or to simply swear and not get involved. If he was a Shemir Sacher, he must take the, him to Bezin and cannot simply swear and not get involved. Rava said, In both cases, he has to take him to Bezin and cannot simply swear and not get involved. In fact, we say that Rava argues with Rav Hunabar Oven, who said that if the Shemir was a Shemir Chinam, he can choose to either bring the Ganif to Bezin or to simply swear and not get involved. And if he was a Shemir Sacher, he must take him to Bezin and cannot simply swear and not get involved. And for the Gemara, no. Rava would say that Rahuna by Oven was talking about a case where the Shemir swore before the Ganav was caught. In fact, but he clearly says he can choose to either bring the Ganav to Bezin or to simply swear and not get involved. Mercy, he meant to say, if he wants, he can remain by the oath that he previously made or he can take him to Bezin. Rabbi Bazuti asked, if the deposit was stolen not due to the fault of the Shemer, and the Ganev then returned the item to the house of the Shemer, where the, where the item was then, then broke or died due to the negligence of the Shemer, what's Allah? Do we say that once it was stolen without the Shemer's fault, he's no longer responsible as a Shemer? Or do we say that since it was returned to him, he again becomes a Shemer? Take Ublaib Tashayla.